This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, what is so interesting about the holidays? Yeah. Like, this is the thing I actually like about it. I feel like, especially here in New York, everyone just becomes really happy, or at least they pretend to be really happy. Right. And I'm okay with yeah. that, man. I like, I like it. I like people, you know, walking down the streets of the Avenue and seeing all the lights and everyone looks happy. I don't know, man. I like holidays. It's so good. Oh, yeah, yeah, holidays are great. Are you going to come back? Are you coming? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, James. Thanks for those words of Thanks. wisdom, James. Thanks. Yeah, you know, holidays, they're great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that, they is just that touch it? you sort of inside. That's it. That's pretty much it. They're <laughs> great. I, you know. I, totally, <laughs> I totally hate the fact that people want to disparage the holidays by trivializing it and being like, oh, yeah, people are just fake or whatever. Like, how come we can't be happy this all the year long? It's like, hey, man, the year is long, man. It's rough. The year is rough, rough, man. You know, and <laughs> we start in winter. Yeah, let people just be happy for once and just it, who cares, you know? Yeah. And if you if you pretend to be happy, then maybe you can start to feel a little bit happy, you know, a I, little joy, give a little joy for people. I agree with it, man. I think like, you know what? Why not? And And also the thing is, yeah, why do people need to be mad all the time? Give us a little bit of like, a little bit of fake joy, which mm-hmm. hopefully turns into real joy, and then boom. I wonder though. I wonder though if it's because people feel forced to go to their families and they just don't want to visit their families. Oh, true. Like, what do you think? Like, do you like should holidays always be about family? But like, what about just friends? Well, I I will say this. I you know, I like Thanksgiving because I like being around family. But I but to me personally as well, I'm closer to my friends than my family. So I consider a lot of my friends more family than family. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. And I so. think I definitely think that like we need these sort of these times. I think it's good that we have like these sort of set times where it's it, it sort of reminds you to get in touch with people because I'm like Gerard, like I feel closer to friends than, than family a lot of the times. Um, but that, but that's also just because of like where my mind is and where my, my like goals are oriented, which I don't think is, I I think that's mostly a fault of my own, you know? So then to like, look at the calendar and go, Oh, it's time to see family. Like it's a good to have that reminder. Yeah. And it's also to me, it's like, I like to say, and I'm going to say something that's controversial right now. Oh, I would like to say I love the Christmas songs that come out, but I don't believe Mariah Carey's is the best Christmas song. You believe, have to stop talking no, right no, no, now. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me you, out. You, you, hear me you, out. I'm sorry. Hear me out. I think I think Wait, Jackson the 5. the best modern day Christmas song. Yeah, I get, but I don't even think it's the best modern day one. Wait, what? I know. What's he, the best modern day one? Hear me out. Okay, I guess Jackson Jackson's aren't modern. But if I had to go with something even later than yeah. that, I hate to admit, that I like his music because I do not think he's a good person. Oh, here we go. Well, he may be a good person. People change. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not getting into discussion by him. But I think Chris Brown's uh, "This Christmas" is oh, a great. God. It's uh, a great Christmas song. But, it like is Chris so Brown's, good. Like Chris Brown's cover of "This Christmas." <laughs> yes, it's so. Is that good. what you mean? Yes, oh, it's man. so no. good. He doesn't even have the best. Just cover say the of original this Christmas. "This Christmas." Oh, come on, man! It is a great cover. Nah, man. Joe's got Just the say best. This. this. Come on, man. This Who, Joe, did you say? Yeah. Oh, I haven't heard his version of this. Breezy has the best version. Ooh. 
Breezy, Breezy has the best version, guys. Because you know if he sings it wow. live, he's going to put all his heart into it, baby. That's all I'm saying. I can't. It's a lot of emotion I can't in listen it. to any of this J- right now. James, what's I the best Christmas song? Is it, is it Mariah Carey's? The best modern Christmas song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You better know. All you better. What, about, what about Beyonce? All don't, I want for Christmas. Don't, don't, don't Destiny's Child got one? I'm Googling it. I, like, I feel like... The, I feel if like, you have to Google it, then it's not the best one. That's just because Mariah Carey... Yeah, be- man. I heard All I Want <laughs> for Christmas is You the other day on the radio. It's not even Thanksgiving. And I was like... I told the Uber driver, I was like, yo, turn that up. And he yeah. did, and we kicked it. First off, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. The Eight Days of Holidays by... Uh, the eight, day, eight Days of Christmas by Destiny's Child? Come on, baby. Ba la 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 la. This is fire. This is. Hey, hey, people at home, let us know what's the best modern My man, Christmas you song. had to look. You had to look it up online. You had All to I look want for up. Christmas is you is in everybody's blood. See, this is my thing. This is my difference. This is the thing. I feel like at least Destiny's Child and Chris Breeze, they got a little bump to it. So, like, you know, it's a little bit of ballad, but a little bit of bounce. So you get a little bounce in your system. You know, you can't bounce in with Mariah Curry. You know, like. Yes, you can't. When she, at the end, when she's like. <laughs> All I want to call my aunt. You know, like at the nah, end, man, like when nah, she man. like when she does the when she sings it again, you know what I mean? It's like a key change and you're like, oh, that's uh, you feel you, everybody feels it. Yeah, exactly. Everybody feels it and Listen, they're like, I just yes. When you put on the radio yeah. and you turn to if you're in New York, 106.7, because you know they're gonna play after Thanksgiving Christmas songs <laughs> or holiday songs, I should yeah, say, true. throughout the entire month. Until it's almost Christmas. Wait, what'd you just do? I'm I'm oh. I'm deeply upset. Oh, I'm deeply. Wait. Oh wait. What? What did I do? I said until it's almost Christmas. Are you saying it like you like you fell into this? Oh, like you saying it's I like even, why are you smile? Oh wow. <laughs> I'm not even gonna look at you. Oh <laughs> I'm not in the room just, and I can see your face just, right now and it's <laughs> making me so angry. It's like a, it's like a little gift <laughs> I just gave to everybody. Just so everyone no, knows. this is not a gift. I mean it's almost Christmas a, and I just gave it. You said it three times now. He's so happy with himself. No. Nick, can you start the show, Nick, please? Start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drum Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Oh, I got grandma. Pow. Pow. You know. You know. Pow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. You know, the thing is, I thought you were going to do that, but for some reason in my heart, I thought you were going to do like like a fa-la-la-la-la, you know, because, you know. Oh, was there any no. la 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 in this movie? You no, know, there think was there not. was. But I mean, but the title, Almost Christmas. I, no, nah, there was no la 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 and there was clearly a, a weapon, a, a big weapon was That's used. That's true. And they called. And I went. You did it. <laughs> my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Dry Milligan. And my name oh, is James the Third. You're the worst. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure it is. Uh, You're the worst. Okay. We are kicking off the holiday season with a black-led film, because that's what we do here at Black McKenna. We talk about films with leading black actors Mm -hmm. in the context of race Mm -hmm. and diversity in Hollywood. And a lot of our movies take place around Christmas. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> a lot of the black films. Yeah, a lot of the black films be taking place around Christmas. Listen, I'm like, it's important to, for us to have some holiday films out there because Lord knows before the 90s, we're not. True. We ain't got no Valentine's Day. Movie? I mean, the holiday film before the 90s was Trading Places. True. Let me get a Juneteenth uh, one. Where, they, where Eddie Murphy had to play a homeless man. Who was a hustler. Who was a hustler. <laughs> and gets played. Anyway, by some Wall Street types. We're, we're doing, though. We're not doing that movie. No, we're not doing that, bro. We are reviewing the film. Almost Christmas. Yes, we are. Starring. We're starring a lot of black folks. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Monique. Monique. Uh, Kimberly, Kimberly Elise. Elise. Uh, G- Gabrielle Union. Rami Malco. Rami Malco. Mo- uh, uh, J.B. Smoove. Smoove. Uh, Omar Epps. Omar Epps. D.C. Young. Nicole Fly. Ari Parker. Nicole Ari Parker. Carrie. This is Carrie Hilson. Oh, snap. I knew that was Carrie Hilson. Okay. Okay. And what's the young brother from um who was in uh uh um Independence Day? What's his name? Um Jesse T. Usher. Jesse T. Usher. All right, brother. I mean, an all-star cast. And this film, uh, you know, it came out last year. Yep, yep, yep. It uh it was okay. It did Okay, at the box. It office. did all right. It was seventeen mil budget, made forty two point five. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, you know, Rotten Tomatoes gave it up fifty one percent. Hey, that's isn't that mm. fresh though? No, that's not fresh. Fresh is sixty percent. Ooh, yeah, man, you got to get that. You got to get that sixty percent. That's but like it's a, but that's it's not rotten spoiled tomato. rotten though. It's not like you know, it's not spoiled rotten. Yeah, it ain't spoiled. Yeah, but it's a rotting. It's a rotting tomato. The idea Jeez, is I a dysfunctional. You. Family gathers together for their first Christmas since their mom died. Uh, very similar to the soul food. Premise. Hey, bruh. Yeah, man. No, it's like bruh. this is like at, this is the next year. So soul food happens You're one right. year. But then this is the year after soul. This food. is the year after. That's what this is, bruh, man. There's one part yeah. in this movie I was like, how, what was the? It had to been pitched as a sequel, right? Do you think? I don't think it was. Yeah, I, bruh, it I, still I, takes I, place but I feel past. that. I think this. I There's think the, they took a lot of different elements from a lot of different movies. It's a lot of soul but there, food. In but this. there is a, a healthy scooping of soul food. The sister rivalry. Yeah, the there's dancing. a few. Like there's a, there's a few very yeah. clear soul food moments. In the this. cheating. The matriarch. The Amen. the food is what brings somebody them gets, together. Somebody gets sprayed with a um uh fire extinguisher. Oh boy, there was a that lot. That part felt like. They shot it in the same way that it happens in the movie. Bro, I got like, a question. Somebody walks in and they get they get accidentally fire extinguished. There is there is <laughs> something to it that I. You're right. There there is like there is enough that was taken that you're just like you gotta you gotta talk about this a Come little on, bit. Come on, like brother. what 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 were you do? That being said, uh, I don't know. Should we just do an initial yeah, thoughts? Sure. You I, know, I, initial I, thoughts. I, I'll go first. I'll oh, go you want to go first? I'll go first. Um, cause I want to get mine out <laughs> the way. All right, Gerard wants um, to get his out the way. This is okay. Uh, David E. Talbert. Ooh, okay, writer, writer, director. I'm happy this movie came out. Okay. Um, I like the holidays. Here we go. I love the holidays. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of fine black actors in this. Uh, I, mm, ooh, uh, black director. Black director. You know, he I wrote mean, and directed. It. I mean, you had Mister as the lead of the movie. You know, and I, like I haven't seen Mister in a movie since. 
you know, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love. I mean, he stay in movies though. I mean, hey, hey James, this is my, this is mine. Okay, <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Um, I did not like this movie. Okay, um, <laughs> don't lie to us. And I was, and I was trying, y'all. I was trying. And my, and you know, you you ever you ever watch something or like you're watching maybe your friend perform or something, and you're trying to like say, oh, this isn't that bad. You know what that? Oh. Pfft. The background, man, that's a dope looking picture. Okay, you know their makeup was looking real good. Yeah, guys, this, I couldn't say that. Like, there were parts of this movie I was like, I one I was like, you just kind of ripped off Soul Food. I'm so happy to see these fine actors in it, but again, watching this movie again made me real for Kimberly at least. Like Kimberly at least, I think is one of the finest actresses, and she just does. I, what does she got to do, bro? Like I was like, I just don't understand. What does she have to do to mm. get the roles that she deserves, man? I feel like. Uh, like she was, she was she was too good for the movie. Like acting wise, Ooh, I thought yeah. she was too good for the movie because she played everything so real that I'm mm-hmm. like, you you are in a different movie. Hmm. Like you like you know Monique is clearly having a good time. You know Danny Glover's doing his like winks to the camera. Uh, you know JB Smooth is being JB Smooth, and like you know Gabrielle Union is trying as well. But I'm like Kimberly Lee is in here. She's in this thing giving giving a performance. And I'm like Kimberly, this ain't the movie you do that in. This is the movie where you just like. You know, dance. Uh, guys, I put it to you like this. I cleaned my house while this movie was going on. Oh, that's rude. It was. And I felt bad. <laughs> I felt bad. There were some, So when we discussed this movie, I'm not even sure I'm going to know certain parts because it was on, you know, and I tried to rewind every now and then. But certain parts, I was like, this is, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know why it was made, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't know why I'm it was sorry. made? I mean, we, I'm sorry. Uh, we can answer that question for you. You don't know why it was made? <laughs> well, hear me out. Hear me out. Because we had Soul Food. We, like a lot of our movies, like uh, there are a lot of black movies that take place at Christmas uh-huh. where people come into the dinner table and I don't understand what made this one different to be like, oh, you know what? We haven't seen this story again. Right, right, right. Boom. So um, this movie, please black people of the world, don't be mad at me. I tried. Okay? You tried. I tried. Um, you know what? Hey, hey, John. You know yeah, what? You that? know what? I like, I like that. I like that. That Rami was like running for like, you know, for former guest, go- governor, governor is what he, a senator. Uh huh. Yeah, you, a congressman. Yeah, congressman. Uh, Gabrielle Union was going to law school. You know, we had some. She, yeah, she's yeah, struggling. But you she know, was but she was doing it. So those were, those were, those were good parts. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you want me to go, James, or you want to go? Uh, whatever. I mean, I could. I, I can go. Um, so this was my second time seeing the second half of this movie. Uh, what? Um, yeah, second time seeing the second half of this movie. Great, great. First time, the first time I saw the movie, it was like on TV, I guess, and I and I saw it from like from like somewhere in the middle, like when JB Smooth first uh, hooks up with the girl. Okay. Uh, uh, through to the through to the end. So this is my second time seeing all that. So I had never seen the beginning of it. I'll say this: I really liked the opening sequence. The ain't no woman like the one I got in the pie in the pies and just more and more kids and just going through. I really liked that, having yeah. not seen that be- before mm-hmm. and knowing how important the pie was later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there are definitely parts in the beginning of this, like Gerard said, that I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. And I was watching it all the way through. Okay. Like, I was like, oh, okay. now they're, now they're fighting and they, they don't, uh, but I, but I knew that they were going to be fighting at the, you know, um, 
I don't remember how I felt about it when I first saw this dinner sequence, but watching it all the way through when the girl finally shows up, like, that's when I was enjoying the movie. So, like, I, I really liked that sequence. I was laughing throughout the whole thing. I I don't know if it was funny out of context when I saw it the first time, but, like, there's just something so funny about them, like, no one doing anything, <laughs> and everyone just kind of very subtly being like, okay, mm-mm. Like, everyone's just like, <laughs> just like, so no one making any effort to do anything. Yeah. At first, I was like, this is crazy. I don't know if this is good. And then as the scene just drags on, and they're just like, I don't know. Mm-mm. Don't go get grandma. But like oh, all yeah. of that, I was just like, oh, I, I think this is very funny. So I don't know. Like I really liked that part of it. And yeah. I thought that everyone, I thought that all of the acting in it was was fun. It was nice to see these actors uh, together in a movie. Um, you know, I don't know if it's a great movie or not, but like I get why they made it. I mean, like it's like, you know, black holiday movies. It's like a white stoner movie. Like they're just going to, there's no reason why they're being made like, you're just gonna make it like oh now this white dude is high oh now this black people is having family dinner you know like it's like right i feel like that is just a thing that happens all right (laughs) all right did you just get sad uh yeah okay so i guess i uh i like this movie i think i maybe i'm a i like this the most out of all three of us uh now i will say like a lot of holiday films. This movie was very predictable and, you know, very cliche. And it definitely heavily borrowed from past movies in a way that, you know, is unoriginal. But that being said, I think the majority of the actors in this movie crushed it. I think Monique was a tour de force. She was incredible. <laughs> she was so funny and she kind of reminds everybody, oh yeah, this is a woman who uh, won an Academy Award, has a range that is unlike most actors in Hollywood and should 100% be the star of her own films and the re- and her not being so is a travesty. Um, I thought Romney was great. Uh, he was playing a character where that wasn't uh, inherently comedic, which which was cool to see him get to do. And uh, Danny Glover was great as the grandpa. And well, who is the young dude again? Um, uh, his name is Jesse T. Usher. He, I thought he was really good. Ex- well, I liked him. Yeah. I, I liked him. I thought he was. I thought he was really good in this. Especially, he was much better in this than he was in Independence Day, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Yeah. He had to throw shit. That's because like he didn't. That, he didn't really have a. No, he. But it's because he didn't have a part. He didn't really have a part in Independence Day. He didn't have a. Whereas part. Whereas he had a part in this. In this, I, I definitely. Yeah, I definitely liked him a lot. Um, yeah, it was it was weird though. The movie would like dip in and out of moments of like things where I was just like, this this is genuinely funny and genuinely awesome. And then there would be moments where I'd be like, what's happening? What? Why did you make that choice? Like there were some weird plot moves that happened, some weird camera. I mean, the lighting was like very, very hollow, like very lifetime. Like it was just like Hallmark. Yeah. The, the you know, it was just the sunlight would come in and be so hot and fill the room and like the glow of the 
overhead like lamps and you'd just be like you'd be like, all right, we, we get it. You really want this to yeah. feel <laughs> homey like a fire's roasty, you know, a fireside and, and we're supposed to get these warm, tingly feelings. It, it just feels a little bit manufactured. Um, but I think the acting really grounded it for me and I think the script wanted it to just be more about, you know, you falling in love or like feeling like oh this is the this is my family and i and i know the dynamics and this is family is hard and you know they have their rough patches but it's also fun and they get to like come together and dance and they're always going to stay together because they're family even though they have all these different problems and stuff uh now i'll be real if i've seen i haven't seen as many like if i've seen if we saw this Christmas and last holiday, uh, or wait, is it last holiday? No, perfect holiday. And, oh yeah, I forgot. Good God. You know some of these other uh, films that are you know very similar to this, and this came out last year, so I think I probably wouldn't have liked it as much because it would have felt like okay, I've seen this film so many times, but I haven't seen all those films, so bear that in mind. But yeah, you know, it was enjoyable. Let's talk about it. I don't want to. <laughs> All right. I'm excited to talk about like, it. Like, legit, I, like, the, the thing is, man, I, I want it. Okay. Let's, uh, okay, how does it? So, Yo, just off break, before we, go, I hated the beginning. Okay. Okay, wait, sorry. Before we start, we're going to do a quick commercial break ad from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. We have a sponsor today, y'all. Who is it? It's Warby Parker. Oh, wow. G- glasses, right? Yeah, James, you wear glasses, right? I do. Yeah. Mine, are, mine are falling apart. Oh, well, that's ridiculous. You don't need... You have Warby Parker. Uh, James, okay, let me tell you about Warby Parker. First of all, I didn't wear glasses because, <clears throat> you know, my vision was so great for so long. That's not true. Uh, no, you had like your, your vision is is bad. Okay, but I mean, I just you know I was like, oh, like you know maybe like let me just try it because you know even though my vision is really great, you know sometimes you know things are a little hard to read. But that's not that's not yeah no that's not great vision. That's bad. That's bad vision. Well, that's not because of me. It's because of the sign. The sign is blurry. Oh n- no, that's not how uh, eyes work. Okay, well here's what happened. Um, we ch- we use the uh, free try on program. You get to order five pairs of glasses online. It's really nice. Like they have a whole list, a whole bunch of really beautiful looking designs. Uh, and then you like pick the five that you like and you could try them on for five days. You'd like take them, try them on, you know, take little selfies, share it with your friends, see which ones you like. Uh, so five pairs for five days. That's like one a day, right? Yeah, you could. I mean, yeah, you could walk around with them, I guess, but I mean, it's not prescription. Listen, James, <laughs> you, it ships free, which is great because you have to pay to try oh. it on. Yeah, man. And then it has a prepaid return label. So you just like put that label on and then like just give it back to your mailman and the, your mailman just brings it, takes it away. It was really simple. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So if you go to warbyparker.com slash jump, I hope that is, that's what it is. <laughs> You can order your free try on today. 
The glasses start at $95. They include prescription lenses and lenses that include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. And you need that, right, James? I mean, you wear glasses. I sure do. I'm an an actor. I need anti-glare. I need anti-scratch because I would just be dropping my glasses all the time. Why? Anyway. Huh? For every... Because I'm clumsy. They just jump off my face. Here's the other thing that I really like about Warrior Parker. It's the season of giving. Every pair you buy, a pair is distributed to somebody in need. You know yeah, that? that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful that's, thing. I didn't know that. That's amazing. And uh, you can you can download the app on iTunes. You know, if you got you know if you got Apple product, you, I mean James, you don't got an Apple product, but I do. I it, don't. It was I nice. don't. All right. Okay. And let me tell you, I got glasses now, and I and I can see better because my eyes, my eyes like help the lenses, you know, with the vision. No, that's not what happened. That's not the way eyes and lenses work. The lenses help the eyes, not the eyes help the lenses. I feel like the great vision of my eyes help these lenses. But it's nice because no, the lenses see, look, look what, cool. No, you have a fundamental uh, lack of understanding of, of how your body works and how the glasses that are on your body are working. Okay. All I know is you should go to warryparker.com slash jump. Get your free try-on uh, pair today. That's warryparker.com slash jump. Warby Parker, see better with your eyes. <laughs> we got a sponsor, y'all. Another one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hello Fresh. Oh, thank goodness, because you know I'm hungry. You know I'm hungry. Ah, uh, that's right, baby. If you hungry and you like to cook, honestly, if you don't like to cook because... You know, you got to go to the grocery store and it's so hard. And plus, like, man, you don't know what the like what the step by step directions are. No, no, I don't. Hello Fresh is convenient and simple. Just go Ooh. to. Yeah, man. All you got to do, you go to Hello Fresh, right? You get to choose your delivery day for when it works best for your busy schedule. Because we know people out here being busy. They working, trying to make that money. Yep. It's, it's delivered right to your door in a recyclable insulated packaging so you know thank god because the environment's kind of screwed up we all know that yes you helping yourself and you helping the planet it's simple because all the recipes only take around 30 minutes and you get a lot of one pot recipes for speedy cooking and minimal cleanup because man i hate washing dishes i don't know about you (laughs) yo 30 minutes and it's like speedy it's speedy cleanup afterwards. Mm-hmm. Man, I gotta get I gotta get this right now. I gotta get this stat. What's the deal? We got a deal? Yeah, man. We got a deal. First of all, you've you've gotten it. I mean, I know I No, have. I'm saying, but I'm saying, dude, we got a deal though. <laughs> yeah, we got a deal. Uh uh, here we go. I'm just gonna <laughs> if you go to a Okay, hold on. Let me get this. All right, here we go. You ready for it? I'm ready for the deal. Go to HelloFresh. You type in offer code JUMP30. That's J-U-M-P. I'm doing it right now. Okay. J-U-M-P. J-U-M-P three. The number three, the number zero. Right. The number three, mm-hmm. the number zero. Uh, mm-hmm. I just want to tell you, tell you, like, the selection is great. You have three meal plans to choose from. Classic veggie or family. Uh, it's got variety of meat, fish, and seasonal produce. I mean, the recipes are great. You got Hall of Fame recipes like... Uh, Juicy Lucy Burger. You got tomato, onion, jam, and arugula salad. 
Lobster, yes. lobster ravioli and shrimp with tomatoes and tarragon cream sauce. Mm, I told you I was hungry. I told you I was hungry. You're describing all the food. It's so good. <laughs> and uh, if you go to HelloFresh.com slash Jump30, that's HelloFresh.com slash J-U-M-P-3-0, okay, you get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Did you hear that? I sure did, and everybody better go out there and do it right now. That mic dropped for our promo code, JUMP30, HelloFresh. $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. HelloFresh! All right, we're back, and we're talking almost Christmas. Jara is not excited. No. James is excited. And yeah. I just want to talk about Monique and all of those lines that she had that were so funny <laughs> the, the yeah J- james you want to kick us off because this starts with that montage that you were talking about yeah so, so like yeah i re- i re- i mean i don't know if i'm gonna no overly like talk about this yeah. but like yeah like first of all the song starts and i'm just like this Ain't feels no great i already love this yeah. um and then we're just kind of like watching this uh this man and this woman um together he, the only thing that I remember now is that he like works on cars and they have a family together and their family grows and then, you know, they track the, 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 the date, you know, the date keeps changing. He gets, the older he gets, he gets more and more uh, surprised by the kids that they're having. <laughs> and they have like, how many kids? Like four or five. <laughs> And let, I'll, tell this, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Up, up already did this sequence, but I think that this sequence is like you know it goes. It's up there with up. It's up there with up. Oh. It's like you know you're like watching this family. Oh. Yep, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh man, look at this. And they love each other, and, and you know, and there's this this through line of this pie, this pie that he eats. Is like really good, and the, and we all know where this is going. We all know if Up hadn't done it so well already, we wouldn't we wouldn't know where this was going. But we already knew, you know. We were I mean, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they about to get, they about to get to to the to the next year, and oh, uh, we gonna see we gonna see just a bunch of black suits. So we just gonna the music gonna stop. Everybody gonna be sad. We gonna see some. We gonna see something like that, and that's exactly what you see. And you know what? Yeah, it's affect you would get affected yeah. by it. It was almost yeah. exactly like Up. It was weird. Um, that's, that's, <laughs> All right, man. This is this is a very happy, beautiful thing, but also for some reason in my heart, I got mad because I'm like, look, man, I'm a lover of sweet potato pie. Okay, I understand the power of a good sweet potato pie. Mm-hmm. All right, I get it, I get it. But also, the pie didn't come until the last shot when he's an old man and she's feeding him this slice of pie that looks all beautiful. And I'm like, first off, no, it was the, there was one more. There was, no, it was, like it was two, throughout the the pie was throughout. They showed, I know in the beginning, I know they showed when he was young, like laying on the bed and she like came over and then like, like gives him a piece of sweet potato pie. He eats it and then immediately kisses her (laughs) because Tess and I were both like, oh, (laughs) I don't, I mean, they're just going to eat that sweet potato pie in his mouth. I don't, honestly, I, this sequence did nothing for me. Honestly, this sequence made me go, because again, I love the Mm -hmm. holidays. I'm very happy. Mm -hmm. It took away a little bit of my holiday spirit. 
It, <laughs> it took it away. It was like... It took it, it away? It took it away. I was watching this and I was like... <laughs> you had it before. I, oh, I had it you watching had like it. A fal- I you had like a, a, a false listen, uh, holiday spirit. And listen. then the movie started and you were like, nah. <laughs> Bruh, I was watching it and the moment I saw the sequence... And it was one sequence of like the dad... I guess like she like she's rubbing her stomach and maybe this is after like three or four kids and he looks and he has like this really sad distraught look on his face and I'm like you know yeah, what because it's ninety it's nineteen ninety six yeah and I like, get he's old man he, I, I get it he don't want these kids but I'm like yeah. bro you know what it made me fr- it, I felt myself frowning and I was like I'm a clean <laughs> like legit I was like I'm a clean my house at this point I don't need this because the thing is I knew it was gonna happen I knew she either was gonna be dead or dying mm-hmm. and then I knew it was gonna be like I just. I just knew what this was. And the thing is, I feel like Soap Food almost started like this and stuff where it wasn't like a montage of the people. It was a montage of just like, um, uh, it was a montage of old Motown music to like different photos of like the family on the walls and stuff. I'm like, man, I've... Yeah, I've, but this is but this is better than the way Soap, because Soul Food just did the photos and you kind of like, you kind of get this idea that like, oh, this family's been around for a long time and they cook. Whereas this was like, we got to like see these little kids grow up. I thought that was nice. Right, but also you didn't see the little kids grow up for real, for real. You saw you like, you, you, saw the, see... you saw the kids and then you saw my man just show up like as a full ass adult. And like, like they, they weren't like pieces of them being like, you know, like little kids. That man was a full adult in a letterman jacket. And I still don't even know what sport he actually played. Football. What was it, football? Yeah. My man wasn't football. playing football. Come on. I mean, maybe he's a wide receiver. Come on, John. Skinny Brothers, we know what other sports Skinny Brothers play, okay? And uh, I know. Wow. You could be a wide receiver, maybe. <laughs> oh, don't do this. The, only, the skinniest wide receiver will always be, uh, 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 shit. Don't, I can't think right Jerry now. Jerry Rice? No, Jerry Rice wasn't. He still had a little bit of muscle. Yeah. I'm thinking of, um, Randy Moss. I can't help y'all at all. Oh, this. Randy Moss, yeah. Hey, Randy Moss. All right, this is my thing. James, I hear what you're saying. I guess it was beautiful. Maybe I just don't, I don't know. Maybe I just don't have joy in my heart anymore. I mean, uh, apparently you had it and this movie it, took it I away. Mean, I mean, I was happy when I was about to watch. Literally, dude, I was happy. Ah! I, was, I was watching the holiday episodes <laughs> of all of my favorite sitcoms. Bro. I was in a good mood, bro. <laughs> all right, sorry. Let's move on. Um, uh, uh yeah, so I mean for me I was just like, oh it's up. He just took the beginning of up and put it in the and I, I just I don't believe that he didn't see up. There's he definitely saw up and was like, What a great way to start a movie and then made it w- with this. And it was like, Yeah, it works. Um and so yeah, the, the mother passed away and uh then we see him uh trying to make some uh sweet potato pie and he's messing up can't get it right you know he's crushing the eggs in his hands <laughs> and you Bru- know eats it he's like ah! he, he, he he doesn't it, it appears that he doesn't even bake it uh, and then he thinks it's done <laughs> like <laughs> it was like very okay it was like a cheesy comedy but okay cool and then he's like all right you know the family's coming and so we start to meet the the family one by one right because uh, oh we uh, see mo- we see that he has like yeah. he's about to sell the house Mm-hmm. He has a he's a you know thing in his hand, and then Monique shows up first, right? Five days, yeah. It's like five days until Christmas. That's how the movie kind of starts. And, and Monique <laughs> is the first one to show up, and she is, you know, I mean, let me just I'll just talk about it right now, and then we'll just get it out of the way. You know, uh, I think Danny Glover appropriate age for this movie, right? Like in real life, that actor is mm-hmm. 
about the age that he should be playing. Um, Monique is supposed to be his, uh, you know, wife's uh, sister. Monique is uh, 50. 50 years old. <laughs> I mean, maybe she was like, oh, wait, how but old is the thing is that the thing is that Kimberly Elise is also 50 years old. And like all those, like a lot of those actors are in their 40s. Like they all were in their 40s. And Monique was like 50. And I was like, she's supposed to definitely be in her 60s. Well, she was she was supposed to be like um, Cedric in Barbershop. Like yeah. clearly young. But they didn't yeah. age her up. A, they didn't even age they, her. What they did was the same thing they did with Cedric, which was put a gray streak in her hair. True. Did you see that? It was like one yeah. gray streak. But they at least made Cedric's yeah. face look a little old though, right? He had the beard. I felt weird about this. I felt weird about this too. And I wasn't sure if it was like me, if I was like, hold on, is Monique older than I thought? Like the, this was weird for me for the first like two or three scenes of her where yeah. I was just very much in my head about her age. Cause I think she's supposed to be more of a contemporary with yeah. Danny Glover. And the fact is like her contemporaries were all the children. Cause all the children were like oh pretty God. much her age. Yo, black don't. That's crack. what I thought. I thought so. Yo, look, I'm looking up all these actresses. They're all like forty six and up, man. Black women, God, yeah. Fucking salute you, like you. You tell, dude. Legit, I'm looking at these ages. Like, I'm not gonna say their ages, but like, clearly these are like older women, and they look. Yeah, God, damn, and Romney. I love how you're like. I'm too. not gonna. I know people yeah. can look it up, but I know people get. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, Omar, Omar Epps was looking a little old though. But Romney, he yell? was. Yo, he was Rami looking a little old, but it was like, but but uh, particularly in the last sequence, I really liked it. Like at first, it was like, at, and I feel like at first you notice it because we've uh, grown up watching him. So it's like, oh, oh my, oh, you grown, you an adult, hey, you a grown man now. Hey man, what do you but, think they use more than just a grown yeah, man? That dude, yeah, yeah, that man, uh, <laughs> that man, that man. Hey, but what do you think they use on their skin? Because I'm looking up like Rami and like I mean Romney. I mean, this, like these brothers. I mean, you see his age, bro. I mean, you think they use exactly? Just, I mean, it must be like some like a little shea butter, you know, mixed with like they so must exfoliate young. every night. Uh, Always or, drinking water. Romney, you look good, man. Good goodness, man! That brother's <laughs> skin is flawless. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, but Monique comes in. I mean, right off, right off the bat, she is hilarious. Um, you, it's just you forget how funny Monique is because you haven't seen her in stuff. Right? Yeah. She just hasn't been in things. Yeah, for sure. She was in, like, she started off at the Parkers. Yeah. And she's so funny in that. And then she got to do some movies. And then she did uh, Precious. She gets a, you know, a, a very um, well deserved, well deserved dramatic role, gets Best Supporting Actress, wins. And then because she demanded to get fair pay, which makes sense. She, they she called her it. a diva and basically blacklisted her. And then she didn't really. What like what else has she been in? I don't think she's been in much since. Like uh, what is it? What is her? What is her? Um, like her, her roles after this were. So I'm on her page right now. Blackbird, Precious Blackbird. Yeah, it's like. Blackbird. What is Blackbird? Yeah, Blackbird. She's in the TV movie Bessie and then some movie called Interwoven that I've never heard of. She deserves better. 
She yeah, yeah but, but like, honestly, how dare she ask for equal pay? You know, like, who does she think she is? Um, <laughs> she should just who be does happy. she think she is? A I mean, she man? should just be happy just to even be in the running to get nominated, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I feel like that's sort of where she should be operating from. So. <laughs> Hollywood is shut down. All production has stopped and funding for new projects is tough to come by. There has never been a better time to talk through the entertainment industry's issues and try to reimagine Hollywood. And that's what Hollywood the Sequel, a new podcast from LAS Studios, will be doing. Listen as journalist John Horn talks to some of the most important and up-and-coming actors, producers, and directors about what we can expect the future of Hollywood to look like. And more importantly, how it should look. Will there be greater representation for women, for people of color? Will there be a return to the small and intimate movie? Will there be a permanent shift towards streaming and away from movie theaters? Are YouTube, TikTok, and podcasts reshaping the media landscape once and for all? Can movie theaters rebound from shutdown with streaming and social distances as a norm? As Hollywood the sequels ask these questions and more, this limited run series will spark an ongoing conversation about how to use the current crisis as an opportunity to fix the entertainment industry's fault lines. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive Hollywood the sequel trailer. Available June 23rd. Download Hollywood the Sequel for free at laist.com slash Hollywood the Sequel or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's laist.com slash Hollywood the Sequel. Hey there, Forever Dog listeners. This is Rhea Butcher, a host of Three Swings, a podcast about baseball and other things available right here on this very network. For as long as I can remember, I have had a love-hate relationship with the game of baseball. More love than hate, but you know. It's a sport that brings me so much joy, and it's impossible to imagine my life without it. I have countless memories of watching the sport, playing the sport, swearing at the sport, watching the sport some more. But like everything else in America, being a fan of baseball is not that simple. There's also a lot that I dislike about baseball. The persistence of racist mascots, the fact that violent domestic abusers continue to thrive in the major leagues, the wall streeting of professional baseball, the list goes on and on. So I wanted to make a podcast where I could talk freely about both of these things what makes baseball great, and what makes it terrible. And in doing so, I usually find myself talking about more than just baseball. Race, gender, capitalism, mental health, stories from my life, stories from the road. And that's what Three Swings is all about. It's a baseball podcast about life. It's a life podcast about baseball. It's got something for diehard baseball fans, for new fans, and even for those of you who know absolutely nothing about the game, but are hearing this ad and saying, hey, that sounds interesting. It's for you too, my friend. We've got a bunch of back catalog episodes for you to browse through, and new episodes come out every Friday right here on the Forever Dog Podcast Network. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to also follow us on at 3 Pod on Twitter and Instagram for all the latest updates. I mean, oh, man. What a travesty. This is horrible. She but was I, so but funny I, in this movie. Yeah, and it's so crazy too because you you I meant I, I meant to bring her up too. You said that she was a tour de force in this movie, and I think it's evident in uh, did, like did you guys stay and watch the the credits afterwards? Yes, yes when I left. It's so great the moment when she like messes she messes up a line, but then completely improvises through the rest. Like like it, it it's like she she breaks and she says you know my she's like my my. Uh, my bags are in the car. My luggage, my bags are in the car. Yes, yeah, yeah, so my bags are in the car. No, they're not in the car. They're in the car. They're in the driveway. You, you would have done blah blah blah. And she just like goes on this whole thing and like 
she does not break. It's very much in her character. It feels like it feels like something they could have kept in the movie, honestly. Um, and they did. I and, mean, but they I kept just, some stuff in the. They definitely kept her improvised lines in the movie because, mm-hmm. like, you could tell. Yeah. Honestly, there was a point in which I thought that that there wasn't much improv in this movie because I thought JB's. We'll talk about JB Smooth, but I, he wasn't. He wasn't the JB Smooth that I feel like no man. He usually is. And I thought maybe they weren't leaving it improv in, but then I saw all of Monique's improv and I was like, hmm, there's something else happening. Oh, guys, I didn't like this movie. Oh, my God. Okay, look, I'm not going to be real. I'm going to be real. I like Monique, but for some reason in this movie, she stood out because I was like, yeah, she was funny. But also, I'm like, I understand why you're in this movie. You're here to make these like jokes and just like do craziness. And I'm like, uh, that's very weird and very odd. It just hurt my heart a little bit. Also, JB Smooth, I was like, you're not, yeah, you're not the funny JB Smooth. Like, I get you're trying to act, but also it's like, what? Uh, yeah, what, what did they not what, write you jokes? Did they just I tell don't know you what it was? They were like, hey, JB, this is what your character needs to do in the scene, and maybe just do it, and then we're gonna cut out all the funny stuff you probably said. It was torture. This, it tortured my soul. Him and Monique should have, like, and they tried. There were different parts where they paired them up, and it just wasn't happening and i don't think it was monique's fault. well it, it seemed- i actually think jamie's move was like i feel like he i think he got uh i don't know i he must have been intimidated in some sense because she was giving a lot and like the one of the lines that they left in for him was he was like oh i really like your hair it's like it's like if you got a giant peach and then a big wig, and then put the peach on that. Yeah, that was funny. Peach. And I'm like, funny. that was like one of the only lines mm-hmm. he had in there. I think they cut out a lot of his stuff because when you went to the end of the movie and they had him going back and forth with um, Monique, he's like, baby, don't I bite your butt every night? <laughs> like, yeah, you do. Yeah. See that? I mean, I feel like they didn't let his stuff. Are we at the end of the movie? Oh, my goodness. No, we're not anyway. there. I was hoping we got to the end. Oh, James, did we lose you? No, I'm here. Oh. So. <laughs> So we meet Monique, and then essentially Monique's deal is that she is the sister of the uh, recently deceased wife, and she cooks, and she's like, they they think that she's not a good cook. She's like, she's a backup singer, mm-hmm. uh, sang for all these famous singers, did backup songs for all these famous singers, and like traveled the world, and so she cooks exotic food, and they all hate it. <laughs> I mean, some of those foods was some of that food was just insane that she was making, bro. It was so funny though because we were watching and Tesla was like, "That looks good to me." Ugh, <laughs> ugh, really? I can't. But it was like all this, like it was like Korean food. It was like squid, and then like the tea with the tapioca balls, and they're like, "Ugh." The one <laughs> I was like, I- "Yo, people are here. There are people who love all of that." I'm gonna say what's so funny when she got to the yeah, potato that was salad. So black. Then she have like like then she have some type of fish in the potato salad, yeah. and I'm like, hey man, listen, everybody at home, we all know that aunt who tries to make potato salad, and it's the worst thing, <laughs> and no one ever eats it. <laughs> That's all I thought. I was like, oh man, I got an aunt I'm thinking about right now, who I know for Thanksgiving she's gonna make potato salad, and I'm like, hey, why is the potato salad so brown? I'm not eating this. And we all just kind of, and we all like just push it to the side. We don't even dig in, we don't even dig in the bowl. And I'm like, listen, you ain't gotta make two things of potato salad. Okay. One is good enough. And we're gonna feed it to the kids because they have no choice but to eat. I thought that was so cute. Like, I thought I really I I appreciated that scene 
where they're all there looking at the food that she made and none of them want to eat it. And they're like, all right. And they're like, this little kid, you'll, you'll eat it first. And he's like, why? I didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was funny. Uh, oh, man, I loved these kids. I loved these kids. I thought they were so funny. Um, I thought they were so... <laughs> Yeah, they were great. I was annoyed by them. Did you did you like the uh, did you like the all the texting on screen text bubbles? Oh, yes. Yeah, so okay, wait. So uh. at first I was like, this is going to be really annoying. But then, but then by the 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 centerpiece of it, where they're watching the dinner and like texting across the dinner, with and they the feel like, and it seems like they with the emojis, and it seems like they completely understand that something is wrong. But as far as like the level to which it's wrong, you, they might not get it because they're children. And then the fact that they set up a stream that is just so. That was so. I was like, I was like, oh, this is this is going to be like a cheap joke that they make throughout the movie. But then when it gets to that point, I forgave everything that happened before because I thought that that was so funny i when kids act grown that's the i feel like there's nothing funnier than that like a kid <laughs> a kid that's like self-assured and like under, feel like like yeah. understands more th- i feel like I that mean, is so funny i mean Scrooge gerard didn't like it but i thought <laughs> I, I liked it i actually at first i again i had the same i had the same uh initial reaction that you did james where i thought oh no this is gonna be a whole thing and they're gonna be they're gonna really try to force the new generation, the I generation to like this movie because they can relate with the emojis and stuff like that. But I actually thought the way that they pulled it off, even if the graphics were a little bit, you know, rudimentary, I just thought, Hey, this is, this looks, this is cool. You know, like, yeah, I thought it felt realistic that they were the ways that they were on their phone and the ways that they use media. Like it wasn't overdone. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they yelled "World Star" at one point, and I legit <laughs> verbally sighed. I was like, "You know what, guys? I, I want to apologize." Why? But what's wrong with them yelling "World Star"? That's real. I want to apologize to everyone who loves this movie. I know it's a good movie, and I don't know what's going on. I just all of this just annoyed the hell. You know, it just felt so ah TV movie ish. I was like, it's manufactured. It was like you. The thing is, you have such good actors. You could have. These people can act, bruh. Like all of them. All of them can act. And yeah. you made them do this corny, glossy. At certain points, I'm looking at Danny Glover and legit, I can tell the light is right above his eye to put a twinkle in his eye. And I'm like, bruh, uh, come on, man. Come on. Yeah, the white I mean, dude in the I movie, will say that that stuff did bother me. That's like the like the the obvious technical like glares or or like like a a miss in the edit or stuff like that like that was glaringly obvious the whole movie. And then the white dude who like oh of course he had like all he cares about is uh all he cares about is um you know getting oh yeah so you have Romney so Romney plays his character is he's in the middle of a campaign running for congressman of the. Of where they live. Yeah, of where they live, which is dope. And, and um, he has a very beautiful wife, gets uh, Kelsey, right? Yeah. And they have uh, two kids, and he brought his campaign manager with him so that he wouldn't have to work as hard, mm-hmm. but really just so that he could work. And, you know, it, it's like, it's not a huge, they don't make it a super dramatic thing. It's kind of one of those, ugh, did you really have to bring this guy? But 
And that actor is funny. That campaign manager, the actor was funny. I really liked the in- initial reaction that he had with Danny Glover and with Monique. Uh, there was something that he said to Monique that I laughed out loud. Oh, he w- he said, oh, no, no. He, sorry. He said it to Danny Glover. He was like, by the way, I'm sorry for your loss. You know, I, I know that the black woman is the backbone of the African-American family. Stop it. And actually, really, it's, true, it's the backbone of all American families. <laughs> I know I was raised by a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> that, that part did make me laugh. I was like, bruh. <laughs> I was like, bruh, stop it that, right now. That was so funny. I was like, you gonna say I, I mean, was raised I know by I was raised by a black woman. <laughs> that actually made me laugh. I was like, this is oh, man. the silliest one, man. Uh, oh man. Yeah, and so the drama with Romani is that he to help his campaign is gonna get endorsed by these realtors who want to redistrict the zone mm-hmm. uh and he, he he's like at first he doesn't know about that he just knows yeah if i get in bed with them they're gonna expect things from me and i don't want to owe them any favors which is true and then he hears about the redi- and then he hears about the redistricting the zone and then that is going to uh close the homeless shelter that his mom always helped at and his dad was keeping up that tradition and he knew how much that would be painful to his dad. And also just the fact that the homeless shelter is it's a homeless shelter. So that was like his whole drama. Did you like his character? He didn't have enough of character in the movie to me to me to like <laughs> like him. I mean, not this yeah. one. He 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 was great, but also like for for instance, I remember him more so than the co Ari Parker, but honestly, I don't remember her being in the movie at all. And as far as and as far as Rami, I was like, he I mean, they talked about him, but I don't remember. I don't remember him that much. Like, no, yeah, yeah. I I feel the same way about both of those characters you just mentioned. Like Romney, what was nice about Romney is like he kind of had something going on, which was more than I could say for Nicole Ari Parker. At least I can't remember anything that she had going on right now. Um, uh, so that was cool, but I, it always felt like there could be more with him. Like, like I feel like he suffered from the ensemble movie sy- syndrome of like, now something heavy's happening with him that he has to deal with, but it like doesn't really feel like we've been grappling with this for the, for the course of yeah. the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought they did a better job of that with, with Jesse Usher's character, but, but still with him, like, but I think, and I think because of him, it was just like, there was kind of one thing that we were following. Like he's pretending like he's fine, He's not fine, right? Like that was kind of like it. So then, when that hit the fan, it was like, yeah, this. Even though, like, it was like, and now this is happening. It it kind of felt it felt more earned, I think, than the like than the homeless shelter bit, which I think is, I don't know, like, and also maybe because we saw him grow up, (laughs) you know, early in the movie, and we didn't get to see really anybody else do that. Um, yeah, yeah, it 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 was interesting because it. I still am kind of confused on, since we're talking about the characters, the mm-hmm. beef between Gabriel Union's character and Kimberly Elise. Uh, it was yeah, like, they never really explained exactly what happened until the end. I guess we're supposed to surmise that Gabriel Union didn't or felt that her older sister was so great and got everything and that the parents let her figure things out for herself. 
and and yeah. she was jealous of her because of that. And then Kimberly Lisa's character was jealous of Gabrielle Union because her parents did figure everything out for her, but then also she like wait, squandered opportunities and like was married. Kimberly Elisa a lawyer too, or what was her? We I don't I don't know if we ever learned. No, her I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what her job was. But I'll say, and I'll say this though too, is like I definitely think they could have handled this better as well. Like I feel like we only really get that in like one glance when yeah, uh, Kimberly Elise hugs Danny Glover when they first walk in, right? Um, uh, that's the only time we really can tell that they are at odds for like uh, for a reason, for a reason other than just like they don't like each other. Well, um, we're like told that they don't. They were told that they always fight before we even see them. Yes, yeah, and which then, I th- also thought was good. Yeah, and then people always comment, like even at one point, uh, Monique goes, "I need you guys to go in the kitchen and you know make something. Can you guys do that long enough without killing each other?" Like they kept right, and, yeah. it, and which which I liked in the beginning of the movie because it, it felt like it was teasing up to a reveal. I think, I think. but then the reveal never fully came, and then when it, the reveal happened. I guess, but it wasn't like a big enough thing to even understand. You kind of were just like, oh, I guess they just always just fight. Well, also, if you think about it, like, and they again, were doing some nasty stuff to each other. And it's tricky because <laughs> this, and I'm trying my best not to compare this movie to Soul Food, mm-hmm. but in Soul Food, you realize that like there was a beef between um, Vivica Fox and, um, and uh, Vanessa Williams. And then you realize as the movie goes on is that Vivica Fox's husband initially went on a date with Vanessa Williams right. and then got caught cheating with Vivica Fox and like they got married and had kids and that was the life she always wanted. And like so that so that is right. a thing. And that's a huge thing. That's a huge thing. And, and it's like, totally oh snap. It. Yeah. This is the love of my life. And then you cheated. But then I also did you cheat? You fell in love and now I have to see this every day. Yeah. Like that is a real thing. Whereas this movie, it was so Yeah, I mean it felt I mean, trite. Yeah, and they only talked about it really after they get to the hospital at the very end of the movie, which is in the last 30 minutes, and it's kind of like, I, it, it just it just felt unnecessary. It, like A lot of this movie just felt like... I liked the fact that they were fighting. I just was so disappointed that they never really fully explained what that was. Yeah. And, because then, yeah. It, and then it made it feel c- contrived. Yeah. And, I mean, because it was. No, it was. It just yeah. felt like a thing that like, why do we even... It was just like, yeah, we just added this for no reason. Just to make... Just so that... Things could happen during the movie. Yeah, it felt weird, yeah. man. They I mean, everything felt. Yeah, there was no payoff. Everything felt forced. Like the the the. Oh, this is tough. The painkillers was the painkiller. I the thing is the the painkillers. I liked that more than the, they didn't do steroids. Which at first I was yeah. like, oh my god, it's gonna be steroids. Like, are they really yeah. gonna go? And it was painkillers, and it wasn't like he wasn't super addicted to them. It was like, but it was it was starting to be. You know, he was yeah. starting to get it. And, and we never really actually see him too affected by the painkillers. Like, we see him, like, rub his temple once, which is yeah. nothing. And then it wasn't really until the end, which I feel like he was taking them in this moment of anger to, like, calm himself. And he did that while driving, and that got him into a car accident. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's interesting that you thought that that was a pay- payoff was better because I actually thought that, to me, felt that felt less sincere and I don't know why, because I, it makes sense that a football player would be... I guess you know what it is. They don't. They never really went into depth with any of the issues that they yeah. brought up. So with the painkillers, 
like no nobody knows that he's taking painkillers throughout the movie and then by the time that they find out at the end the only person who says anything about it is danny glover who's like says something about the painkillers and then they don't really talk about it yeah and it's like yeah, so it's, it's not, not resolved yeah. It's not a big deal. And it's, it's not yeah. a big deal. And the thing is, he wasn't, that character wasn't in the movie enough to make me really, like, for instance, if you think about the characters that were in the movie a lot, it was uh, Danny Glover, it was Monique, it was Gabrielle Union, for sure, and then there was a lot of Kimberly Elise and, um, and J.B. Smooth. So it was like, for yeah. instance, Gabrielle Union probably had, like, one of the strongest story arcs, whereas, right. like, Jesse didn't, he was in and out, so, it's like, I I didn't build enough. Again, if I'm thinking of this movie, like you know, um, uh, I'm thinking, if I'm thinking of Soul Food, and I'm comparing it to uh, um, Makai Pfeiffer. Makai Pfeiffer in this movie is Soul Food. You saw him throughout the movie. You saw what he was struggling with. Like he was an ex-con. Like right. the family wasn't trying really. To get a job. He was trying, and so so then when he like spazzes out, it's built up. You know, it's like. Now, now you realize, like, oh man, the family knew this problem. Everyone saw how they helped right. cause him, how like what his wife did to get him to this point, what he did, what he was trying to do. Like there was a build up to it. And, yeah. and, and the thing is, I'm looking up the, the times for both movies. Both movies are kind of close to the same amount of time. And I'm like, so yeah. good. Definitely, yeah, totally definitely had time. It was disconnected because the the it felt random that he was the one that found out that the dad was selling the house. And it didn't make any sense why he got more upset than everybody else. No, no. Like, I could create a reason for it myself, but like, oh, he was the youngest one. Like, you know, he didn't get that much time in the house like everybody else. He doesn't have his own house yet. He's, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so you, can, you can create that reason in your head, but none of that was said <laughs> and yeah. it was not established. Yeah. And him being mad about the house had nothing to do with the painkillers. Mm-hmm. And nobody found out about the painkillers again until that last one scene. And it really was only Danny Glover who confronts it. And it's for one sentence. And it's like when they're trying to wrap everything up. So it just felt disjointed. Like there was yeah, no. Here's, yes, go ahead. Here's what I'll say about, about that is like, I don't think that necessarily any one storyline was successfully uh, portrayed in the movie, like like perfect, like perfectly from beginning to end. But I will say that, like, while I rolled my eyes when it was like the moment that he gets hurt is like right after a one big thing happens, so we don't have any time to really deal with that. Like I rolled my eyes there when it's like something happened, but then when I see him in the hospital and in the hospital bed that felt like i can understand how we got to this point even though like even though like we don't know why specifically the the house is is bigger for him nobody else knows about the painkillers we are kind of seeing him like doing this thing gradually throughout in a way that like once it, it the way that it comes out is like through this like hit of like oh i didn't even you know they could have written this better, but like, oh, I didn't even know you were dealing with something. Like, you could have talked to us. You didn't do anything. The way that it came out was through this huge accident, which I think that feels like, I feel like 
you know, as an audience member, we're let in on that, but the but the family is blindsided in a way that I think is nice. Like it's it's not something that like but the family people are like, oh, you better know about it. I mean, we but, never see but right, but other the, people, but we never see the family. But the, but here was another problem that I had with the ending of this of of this movie is that like the dinner sequence happens. I pressed pause for a second by accident, like I tr- I tripped off over onto my computer. And I looked and I saw like, oh, there's only 30 minutes. There's only 30 minutes left in this movie. And like, we just learned that he's cheating. Uh, he's cheating on her. And like, he's uh, homeboy's clearly about to get into an accident. Like, they're just about to, they're just about to like say, and now the movie's over, which, which that was frustrating to me. Like, it was like, why did you spend so much time doing all the other things that you did when you could have like really dived into the stories a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, the thing that's so tricky about it is that you mean, it just it just didn't balance everything properly. Like I, I'm even thinking about like uh like JB Smooth, his storyline of yeah, he flirts with everybody. Um he flirts with everybody, but then it's weird because they don't make it seem like he's the type of character to cheat. At least yeah. to me, to me it didn't feel like he no, was a it cheater. It felt like, oh, he was a flirty dude. Like he's like one of those older guys who just likes talking to young, like you know, like he wasn't a bad. They definitely didn't set him up as a bad guy in the movie until yeah, until until you're like, oh, I guess he's about to cheat on his wife. Yeah, and but also this is also probably why they cut a lot of his improv because like that, baby, you eat, you eat my uh, you you bite my butt. That like I just like him if he says that. Like if well, that gets into the movie, I like him even more. Well, the tricky, and I feel like yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying well, the tricky part is is that. They had him genuinely trying to help the kids make the make the Santa Claus thing work. Right. And then when he first meets Carrie Hilson, and she's like, here, let me put my number in your phone or give me your number so I can send it to you, he hesitates like a lot. Like he like he hesitates no, at that I moment. think he want no, he wanted he wanted that. That didn't feel like hesitation to me. Nah, the man. sequence felt like Bruh, it felt like he no, the second the sec the second he sees her, he turns and he and he goes over to her. Um, in a in a way that is like he is going after her and trying not to try. That. That, that's that's how it felt to me for sure. Because he because he because because if you're gonna say that, that's almost like the same way he treated. He yes, he did go. He did go up to her, but he definitely flirted with it. And then when she says, literally, when she says, "Put your number in my phone," my man pauses and is like, "Oh yeah." I, yeah, I guess you can put like he literally does a thing. No, you are at you. I think you are you are, bruh. If it, yeah, I think it's all in how you interpret that. He felt like a a straight skis he did in that ask, whole sequence. He did ask her. He was like, "Can I get that picture?" Yeah, yeah. He, like, I definitely he that, felt like, like what else were you gonna do? Of course, she was gonna text it to you. What else, how else would you have gotten it? Your email. But my thing was, we never see there. We never see any you know, uh, strife in his marriage relationship with Kimberly yeah. Elise and they back each other up and they defend each other throughout the, All whole, the, time. Movie. the whole time. And like, and like the one little thing that she gets on him about is like when he gives out those cards and she's like, don't, uh, don't give out those cards. Cause that's, that's like a little embarrassing, yeah, but like, it's funny and that's it. And then, then he cheats on her and then like, then he like kind of acts like it's not that big of a deal. I mean, is like when he's in the the scene that was the weirdest scene for me was first of all, Gabrielle Union in in the most 
in the most concocted way finds out that he that he is cheating. Like, I don't know what person. First of all, you're at work. Turn your phone on vibrate. Why are you have your phone up so that people can hear ding, 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 ding. Like that. <laughs> like, first of all, it's like you're at your job. Like, turn your phone <laughs> off. Like, goodness, even if you're somebody who texts while you're at work, why would you have the sound on to hear the text? Yeah, she also in? said to JB Smooth, she said, like, you ain't gonna get me fired for like texting or whatever during work. And then like her volume is at full blast. Full blast. When- and then not only that, but then she's she she sees somebody she knows, okay, cool, fine, whatever. And she's like, Oh wow, you're getting blown up. Who goes, Yeah, let me show you pictures of me making out with someone that I did at my job. Also, yeah. What? Person, you but, don't know yeah. her? And also, she's a woman who no, establishes but they do know, that. No, they do know each other. No, they yeah. Do she know knows her. Other. No, no, no. She knew her from high school. Gabrielle Union didn't even recognize her. Yeah. They don't know each other like that. But it's also interesting, like, yeah. she's a person who says she doesn't want to get fired, but then out of no, I thought it was a dream sequence. She, The moment he <laughs> walks in, she just walks him back, back, like, where the workers go and just has sex with him, like... I was like, yo, I thought that was a dream. I legit thought it was like, oh man, he's fantasizing yeah, about hooking up with the it woman. It was so bizarre. And then and then upon learning the information that her sister's husband is cheating on her sister, she hates her sister so much that she's just going to invite this random woman to to Christmas dinner. Wait, did and she not know that? Only- yes. That was the whole point. That's why she invited her. And uh, not only, she wasn't just doing that. It's like, I was like, okay, it's one thing that you hate your sister so much, you want to spite her by like making her feel bad on Christmas Day, but you're going to ruin your entire family's Christmas mm. just to just to like dig, just to dig and be petty at your sister. Like, holy crap. I was like, whatever happened between them must have been Huge, and we still, and then it uh, wasn't, yeah. and then it wasn't. Yeah. That was that that scene was the strangest scene to me. I couldn't get over. It. I thought honestly, it's so funny because I thought she didn't know he cheated until later on with Kimberly Elise, and I thought that's when she put it together. No. She uh, knew then, and that's why she invited her, and then that's why she tried to cancel. Because uh, when they got together, when they got along, she was like, "Oh, let me cancel. I don't want her to." But I was like, you were willing to ruin your whole family's Christmas. What did you think was going to happen? So when JB Smooth, JB Smooth, when she when that when that woman comes over and she's like, "Oh, I didn't get your text." And she's like, "Oh, well, yes, I just wanted you to bring this." She doesn't do anything to help. JB Smooth's like, "What the she brings he brings Gabrielle Union and he, and he's like, "Why did you bring her here?" And yeah. she's like, "Oh, well, why did you cheat on her?" He's like, "What are you t- who br- what were you thinking?" <laughs> And literally, I was like, yeah, what were you thinking? Even if you hate GB Smooth, what were you thinking? Like, what do you expect to happen? And then she doesn't do anything afterwards to remedy the situation. Neither of them do. JB Smooth's plan is to (laughs) hide behind his wife. Like, that was going to work. Yo, bro, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, that was so, that was crazy. That was the craziest, that was the craziest, like, weird thing in the movie. I, I mean, it was yeah. somewhat funny, but it was like also just dumb, bizarre. It was so dumb. Yeah. And then having DC Youngfly hitting on Monique the whole time, I was like, that was funny. I man. liked that. <laughs> I, man, this. I liked that. I thought it was very funny. It's DC so, Youngfly and it, and it ends. Funny. 
it ends in a very funny way when she's just like, what does she, does she just go, I'm grown? Like, what does she say? She's like, I will stick like, this like, fork. <laughs> it's so, I think that that part was so funny. And I thought DC it, was funny. DC was funny. His little part in the restaurant, which that scene, I didn't know. Clearly improv to me. Didn't understand, but it was so funny where he's like, <laughs> can I get you anything? Yes, I'm gonna have everything. Okay, first I want a bacon cheeseburger, bacon, some fries, but you gotta make them crunchy though. Okay, I wanna, I wanna eat them like that. I wanna hear the crunch when I eat. <laughs> and, he's like, he's like, and I want a milkshake. And can I get some extra whipped cream? Because I didn't get whipped cream last time, so I want my last time well, whipped cream. My last time whipped cream, and, and then this, this time whipped cream. cream. <laughs> like, yeah, my man was funny, but also I was like, that was funny. Uh, I mean, I didn't understand why he was in the movie. It didn't, any point because at first you're like oh this is like the bad influence whatever but then they didn't they didn't really play that out it was just like his friend but there were just like a bunch of ideas that just like uh, i mean i'm not i'm not i wonder if the movie movie, i wonder if they really wanted to just make this movie like real life where you just but but then they didn't though because then the movie ends with them all eating sweet potato pie no they don't even eat full sweet potato pie he ain't got no crust on that pie he just got the mix he just got the mix. Literally, I think the crust was No, no, bro. The, the crust wasn't dead. I know, but I think it was my, No, to be John. There. My man mixed the stuff in the they pie. They showed him with the cr- making the crust. But he did that. What he had was the mix. They were forking the mix, okay? And this is my thing. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But this is my thing. My man never put that pie in the oven, all right? It was never made into <laughs> a pie. It was never made into a pie. Like it wasn't like the the stuffing was great. They definitely cool. didn't show he putting it into the oven. He never made the pie. And as a brother who has made sweet potato pie before, you make. No, wait. Did they show him putting it? No, the bro. Oven? He didn't make that pie. He didn't make that pie. Okay. <laughs> he I know. Sampled, the, I know. I believe the, he made it. I know. In the bro. beginning, they definitely didn't show putting it to the oven. I was like, it's <laughs> like this. Bro, dude, he stirred it up. Raw. He made it, and I'm like, oh, man, it tastes good. So now, you know what you do? You you take the stuff, and then you, you spread it, and you make the pie, baby. You put it in the oven. You got the crust. Sweet potato pie is one of the best pies in the world. And I made it. Ah! What was... Anyway, Whatever. I think Whatever. we're supposed to believe that he made that sweet potato pie. He didn't make pie. that goddamn pie. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talked about all of the different points in the movie. Oh, and like Romney's thing ends with him just being at dinner and then seeing a homeless couple, a homeless oh, yeah. a family outside. And then he just says, I can't do this. And then he says, good evening, gentlemen. And then he goes to the to Can the I tell you what me off about that part? Yeah. Because he says one line in the movie that made a lot, made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. If I don't do it, they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, he said that to his dad. So to me, this is a thing. Yeah. What you got to do is... Maybe he devises a plan to lie and say he's gonna do it, and then stops it somehow. Because at the end of the day, cool. Now we don't have a now we don't have a black congressman, which sucks. And now they're gonna close down the shelter anyway, which sucks. So it's like, what have we done? Right. Right. Well, like you know, I think the idea is that like he is gonna he's gonna now lobby in a new way, and then and then maybe pursue uh, government in a different capacity as well. Or like, you know, or uh, what is it? What's it called? What am I looking for? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Congressman? What? Re- rebel. Not rebellion, but anyway. He's gonna, I think he's going to. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's going to be like rogue. <laughs> he's going to be a maverick. Man, that yeah. man going to be. Right. He's going to be jobless. Anything else uh, in the movie you want to talk about? James? How long have you done watching this movie? Uh, I'm trying to think. 
No, hold on. No, because this movie was so fun. I will say it this. A fun. lot of the things... A lot of the thing, a lot of the really funny things were in the trailer, and I remember them from the trailer, having not really seen the 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 movie um, before before now. It was like, oh, that was really funny. Oh, but that was in the trailer. That oh, was really you fun. know what oh, was, was really you know what I really liked. Uh, what's his name? Usher. Oh, goodness. Oh, what's his name? Jesse, Jesse Usher. Jesse. Jesse uh, Usher. Mm-hmm. I loved the intro of his care. Not not the coach scene, but when he was oh, oh yes, when he came to the play. Oh, when he came there and they were fighting, and he came, comes in, and he's like, "Man, y'all fighting already?" And then, <laughs> and then when Danny Glover was yelling at Kimberly Elise and Gabrielle Union, <laughs> Jesse was behind him, like, mm, like looking oh. at him, like, <laughs> like do it, like mimicking him, and it was like low key because like they don't fo- the camera doesn't focus yeah. on him, but you see him doing it. It was so funny. He was good, and then like Danny yeah. Glover kind of like turns and like looks and's like, "What is he doing?" But I just thought that was great. He was like, "Wait, and yeah." I love the part where both him, where um, I mean, Gabrielle Union sets the kitchen on fire because she turns the literally she turns the heat up and says uh twice the temperature half the cooking time or something like that yeah and, and i was just yeah. like I, that's, that's i was sense. like i don't know why we're supposed to believe a 38 <laughs> to 40 year old woman is so dumb to think that if you turn the temperature up it's gonna cook quicker i mean what what yeah that was a weird, that was very forced. And then it sets the whole thing on fire and it's clearly her fault. And she's saying that it's Kimberly Elise's fault, which I don't even, I, again, I don't understand how. Nothing makes sense. That made any sense. But then they had that whole mess and then he tells them to clean it all. Danny Glover tells them to clean it all up. And then Rami's like, all right, I'm going to let you all do this. And they're, and they're like, they're like, what? No, you have to help us. And he's like, I'm, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I? Was I the one who burned the kitchen down? Was that me? And he was like, "No, I don't think that was me either. I don't think I made the blackaroni and cheese." <laughs> Yo, blackaroni and cheese was so funny. <laughs> blackaroni and cheese was so funny. <laughs> it happened so quick after they just had after Danny Glover and Romney just had that fight, and I was mad that such a funny moment happened like moments <laughs> because it was so funny. Oh man! But that was funny. And, cheese. and the, we didn't talk at all about. Gabrielle Union and Omar Epps. That's the real For what? For what? Uh, and how they completely ripped off Say Anything. For what? For a oh, lot. Yeah. I mean, but didn't even I, make a reference know. to it. Like, if you're going to take from Say Anything, which is a white movie, like, shouldn't you at least, like, make a reference? To, shouldn't Gabrielle Union, like, make a joke and be like, what do you, who do you think you are, John Cusack? Like, what are you yeah. doing? Ugh. Yeah, we ain't white. What you doing playing that music this loud at night or <laughs> whatever? That was that was strange. Wasn't that strange? Oh man. Also, that was definitely strange. Why do they care so much about why did she why was so she so hung up about something that happened when they were in high school? She was like in her late 30s at least. Bro, people care about high because, school. Because yeah, people care about okay, that people stuff. People care about that. Like I think so. I think, so. I, think right. I think if Damn. like if you're if you're her and if you're this character and you kind of still feel you feel like you haven't quite progressed in the way that you want to, maybe your mind is still in that in that ti- time in your life. And so but only like specifically when you see him, you're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to I don't want to be around you, you know, yeah, uh, or whatever it is. Right. But like, you, you know, and he kept. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's a. It was in this movie, so it was definitely forced. But 
I did not believe that they still liked each other. Okay. All right. Can, well, I, can I talk to Hollywood for a second? Yeah, you could do Dear Hollywood. I mean, I just, I mean, it's just like I don't even know how to do this because you know this is a Will Packer produced movie, a black man wrote and directed it. But for some reason, I feel like all star black cast, all star. But the thing is, I, I feel like Hollywood feels that we only can have black people in movies if it's a holiday movie, or like a holiday movie. <laughs> or, or or maybe like a reunion movie that happens around the holiday season. And my thing is, if you're, you're saying the same, you said the same thing. What are you talking about? You, can, can I can I can I do my bit? Yeah, thank you. No, uh, I mean you can. That, I just wanted, in case you didn't know, you said the same thing three. James, what I'm saying is, is that sometimes if Hollywood has a cast of like five or more black people, um, and they're not okay. doing something violent, usually yeah. it's it's around a holiday movie where they feel like, oh man, we have to have a reason to have them together. So let's reunite a family. And have it around oh, the holidays okay. because black people only get right. together for the holidays and technically not even Thanksgiving, really only Christmas. Well, got, I mean, you got the Johnson's family vacation though. There was only three. <laughs> there was like four of them. Oh no no, that was that wasn't Fourth of July though. Mm. Maybe it was. Mm. But this is my thing about Hollywood. there was the Black Death at a funeral. Oh yeah, where they remade a white movie. With just black people and Peter Dinklage, who just played the, the same, same character. character. I mean, this is my thing. I feel like Hollywood, you can put a lot of talented African Americans in a movie and give them all their little bit of screen time and establish their characters a bit. You know, if you're going to take tropes from other movies, you know, make it be like a real drama. You have all these white movies where, like, you know, The Family Stone and, you know, I don't know, all those Sarah Jessica Parker movies. Yeah, and, oh, the one with Meryl Streep's Valentine's Osage Day. County and, uh, and Valentine's Day. Like, you, you got so many of them, you know? We All also the holidays. Have, yeah, and they have usually one token black person in it, which is Jamie Foxx, usually, or um, what's her name? Jennifer Hudson. She's like, they're like the token, the token Negroes that they go into like the white Jennifer people movies. Oh, they love some Jennifer Hudson. Ooh, yeah, man. I saw Sex in the City recently. Only black person in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all I want is like, let's say, you, let, let's just pick this movie, right? If you're going to have the two sisters fight let's give them a good reason you know let's have them talk it out let's have that thing come back to a head let's let it boil you know because those actresses can hand it handle it if you're going to have a, a, a younger son who is a football star who you know broke his shoulder but now he's like having a problem weaning himself off of the drugs that made him feel better let's see that take effect around his family like how's he gonna act is he like can they tell he's a little bit loopy let's have people acknowledge each other enough that hey we know something's different with you brother you know when John came in here and John had his um, teeth pulled, I knew John was on some drugs. We commented on the, on the podcast because he was different. That's what you do with people you see on a regular basis. You know, if, 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 if you know, my, my, my uncle is cheating on my aunt, you know, let's, let's have a moment to really hash this out. You know, let's, let's deal with some, let's, let's have real moments that still be, that still can be comedic because you know what? As black actors, we can do both. We can be serious, we can be comedic, and we can be real people. You ain't got to make us just cartoon characters of, like, humans. You ain't got to do that. We're better than that. I say it. We're better than that. You got Gabrielle Yin. She's great. You got, I, I mean, you got Mr. in the movie. Mr. used to be one of the scariest men alive. And then you had a nerve to put Mr.'s line from uh, Lethal Weapon in it. I'm too old for this shit. I mean, that was kind of funny, though. Shut up, John! My point is, Hollywood, let's try a little harder, you know? Let's think about when we see these scripts, and it's like, hey, what do we... I say scripts. <laughs> we see these scripts. Let's think about, hey, 
is this character three-dimensional? And if it's not, let's just rewrite it. That's it. That's all I got, y'all. Because I'll tell you this. I'm mad I watched this movie, and I'm mad we're talking about this. For how long, how long producing it? Hour 15 minutes? Oh, hey, good hey, you guys, something crazy that I noticed. Something crazy that I noticed while we were watching this. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because we all saw, everybody saw this movie, right? We all watched the same one. Yeah. What, what so y'all remember, so y'all, y'all remember what? when, yeah, like when Kimberly Elise, like when she goes and she gets grandma, right? She goes and she gets grandma. Yeah. And then she a, gets it. And then, and then it's a gun. You're like, oh, gun, snap, yeah. it's a gun. You're like, oh, snap, that's a gun, right? Mm-hmm. And then she like, she like takes it and she's like super threatening with it. You know the golden rule, like, if you got that gun, like, you pull a gun out, then you, you'd better shoot it, right? And she did. The she audience shot it. Is like, she shot audience. it. And then she shot it. And then J.B. Smoove is like, I'm hit. She shot me. But, like, nothing happened to him, right? Yeah, because she didn't shoot at like, him. She shot at the No, chest. but, like, no, because she shot. He No, because he was like, because he said, like, you shot me. You know, yeah, it's like but she, but she it was did. like he was bulletproof. You know what I mean? It's like he, he was bulletproof. not. He was not just like Hancock, because like Hancock okay. is bulletproof. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Right. And like, cause like, I mean, I know we saw the shot. They panned up, and okay. we saw like it was a shot through the through the thing, right? right. Um, but like, what if what if it bounced off him? It okay. bounced off his chest. Where are you going? She with bounced this? off his chest, she, and then so I'm saying like okay. maybe JB Smooth's character. Okay, I see what's happening. Maybe his character. All right. You know, is like is like in the same universe as Hancock because oh Will Smith. Because what Will Smith? John, no, because Will Smith. After the movie came out, he was like, Will Smith was like, "Yo, check this out. There's all kinds of other characters in the Hancock universe." He, he never said that. said that, and he was. He, and he never was like, said yes, that. Yes, he did. He did. Y'all want me to find? I'll pull up some articles. All right, uh, John, this. John, can you? Of this? No, because I'm saying John, this could be like ending? in the same world. No, I don't. Extended universe. I don't want to do this. It's the, 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 the like Hancock extended. James, James, Hancock. James. It's time. Huh? It's time for the cause. Okay. All right. We cool. rate and review films based not on how much we enjoyed them or whether they were a critical success, but if they helped the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we believe it helped the cause, we give it fully, we give it a black fist. If we believe it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. And if we think it didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Are you guys ready for your rating for this movie? No. You know what the cause is about. I cheat every time. On the count of three. One. Two. James, what'd you give it? Get that black fist, baby! Ah, I got a black fist as well. Two black fists and one white palm from Scrooge Gerard. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I meant to give it a... Uh, I, uh, All right, I'll go first. Damn it! I gave it a black fist because what? Are you kidding me? This movie stars like, like 12 black actors. I'm sorry. Also, also Monique, Romney Malco... I mean, Kimberly Elise, you got a bunch of people who should be in more movies and they're not. And this movie, you know, it didn't do, it wasn't a huge success, but it, you know, it made some money, got these people some roles. It reminded you about how great Monique is. Hopefully, you know, people, hey man, just pay the woman what she's worth and put her in a movie because she'll elevate your film. She elevated this film for sure. Danny Glover was 
great, uh, you know, moving into his old man role. Look, all these old actors, white actors get to play roles all the time. You know, man, you got freaking Mel Gibson still playing in movies and he's a Ugh. racist piece of crap. So you damn sure better put Danny Glover in movies still. True, true, true. true. Uh, Preach on it. And I thought that and like, he, hey, man, was this movie uh, very unoriginal and cliche? Sure. But you know what, man? What? What? That's not fair, man. Y'all got to do a bunch of movies for decades and decades and decades. You know, we ain't got that much material to work from. So, True. yeah, some of our movies are going to be a little unoriginal. You already did it because you already got there first because you wouldn't let us in the building until now. So I don't Preach care on about it, that. John. And you know what? And the Preach other, on it, other John. I'm going to say is I have seen way too many films that are Christmas films with just white families at the center. And I want some more black films. So keep them coming. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, hey, I mean, ooh, all right. You had then, me, John. All right. Okay. Well, here's the thing I will say <laughs> is that representation matters. True, true, it's true. It's great to have a bunch of different actors. Uh, you know, you got a bunch of different black characters and they got different professions. You got one that's running for uh, political office. You got another that's going to law school. You got another that has an unnamed job, <laughs> but at least she got, you know, she got money because she gave her sister $20,000 like it ain't, ain't no thing. You got a, a dad who is a mechanic, you know, and you got um, the football player. So, you know, that's a, that's a nice, healthy mix of professions and they all they all had money none of them were struggling you know the drugs that they were dealing with were painkillers not you know crack <laughs> they <laughs> you know there was no gang violence in this movie you know the kids were smart that little that little kid was like yo you want to play football he goes hey man it's better to own the team than play the game oh that was so funny and you're like that hell so yeah funny. little man and so man yeah black fist james yeah, I gave it a black fist for everything that John just said. I mean, come on. It was written, directed by black people, produced by black people, just black people yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And that sounded a little Bill Cosby is for this. I know. I was like, it was, it was it was it was cast by all kinds of black right. people. Okay. Um y'all said it. Uh, <laughs> if we had I mean, but come on. We had Danny Glover. We had Gabby Union. We had Monique, Kimberly, at least Robinie Malcolm, who, while he was here, while he was on our show, we talked about how, like, he like how he prefers to do these movies because you have more agency. You get to play the kind of roles you want to play. Yeah. You don't have to keep playing the same part all the damn time. Jesse Usher was great in this, and I remember watching... Independence Day is my second time bringing it up just because I saw it and I was just like, yo, why doesn't he have a character? I thought I, I really thought that like that character needed to be stronger. Um, and so like I didn't quite understand what the what the deal was with him, but like seeing him in this, it's like I can see why you would cast him in literally anything. He's great, he's very charismatic. He you know, he he, he makes great choices. Um uh and like, yeah, like and even JB Smooth was he was a little subdued. I know we've talked about that, but it's like, you know, my man was there. And these kids, these little kids, all three of them I thought were were so good. And I'm looking forward to their yeah, very, very bright future. Especially Gabriel Union's daughter. She oh was, yeah, yeah. She, was good. she killed it in her little scene. Um Yeah, she was great. I, I knew y'all were gonna give it a fist. In my mind, low key. In my mind, I put up a fist until I looked at your hand and realized I didn't do it. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Low-key in my head, I was like, I'm going to give it a... This oh is my, my thing, man. No, like, that's bad. You have a disconnect between yeah. your body and your... Bruh. Bro, like low key, I like this is even. I wish I was doing a bit. Like I legit thought I gave it a fist. Oh man, no, that's uh, dangerous. You should go to the doctor. Bro, I I don't know what happened. Um, I think (laughs) I thought I gave it a fist. I thought I gave it a fist. Okay, this is my thing. Okay, yeah, I didn't like it, right? But again, all the points you guys made are great. It's like. It's all black film, man. They all like we got like a congressman, yeah. we got a doctor, we got a lawyer, yeah. we have like wise kids. Oh. And I thought it was great. It's just like the movie didn't speak to me. And the thing is, the movie to me, um, I guess the movie, like when I see movies like this, when they're just, I guess for me, I think the reason I liked Love Jones a lot is because it was just a romantic movie, not a rom com. And I feel like every time. African Americans get to do one of these types of movies, like whether it's like a family reunion film, like, like it's not Osage County. Like we always have to be funny in it. It's not even like a dark. It's not even like a dark comedy. Right. Uh, it's just like it's my phone losing battery. Yeah, but we almost that. It's like I always just I just wanted it to be a little bit. I, I don't know, man. It just didn't speak to me. And I think subconsciously my mind was like, you don't rock with this movie, dude. Yeah. And I know it's not. I know that's not what it was about. But to me, I, I do think about having these many famous black actors and what it represents, the fact that it seems like a rehash of something else and the fact that we don't get a lot of other kind of movies. I don't know. It just felt I like... It, I hear it. I can't tell if it helped or not. I'm happy everyone got work and things like that. That's but true. then this 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 movie to me added to the excuse a lot of white people make of like, oh man, you know, that's just a black movie. That's not for us. Right. And I don't know if that helps yeah. in the end. But it's rough. So yeah, it got a palm for me, but you know, that's my life. All right. Well, it is time for some plugs. Plugs, y'all. Plugs, y'all. You can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website where you can email us if you want or tweet at us. Uh, you know, tell us how you like the show and all the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're in New York on December 11th, Astronomy Club has a show. Let's talk about race, baby. Um, at UCB East at what is it nine? Yeah, at nine, yeah, 9 p.m. O'clock. Nine p.m. Um, James, you got anything to plug? Nothing for me. Stop plugging your showcase. Well, it's not until the end of January. Right. And so. then uh, <laughs> you don't want to plug your Twitter or anything like that. You can follow me at James Third Comedy, jamesthirdcomedy.com. Third is 3RD. It is just James, walked away from James, the James, did you go to the bathroom, dude? All right. You can follow hey, me at John, at John Braylock, johnbraylock.com. Jarrah? Nah, back. man. Don't talk to me. All right. He's <laughs> on and off social media all the time. If you rate and review us, if you give us five stars, we will read your review. I want six stars. Okay, but you can only give five that means they should they should hit five, but then in the comment at a six. Figure star. it out, guys. <laughs> Figure it out. Uh, but we will read your reviews on the air. Are you guys ready for some reviews? Maybe. Maybe. If it's good. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, this is... Okay. Oh, no. This is... Okay, here we go. This is by... Rojahashi. Every night, 
I dream of the black dynamite episode that never comes. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> it was five stars. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, I tried to do it this week. Wait, didn't we get that? We got oh, that we one already. already. No, no. We had another. F- yeah. So we got to do we black had dynamite. Black, you're right. Yeah, we, maybe we did do that. We might have done that. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Wait. Okay. This one's by Black Jesus. Oh, sorry. Black Jose? Jesus. Yeah. No, it is Black Jesus. Black Jesus. Love it. This podcast is one of the first podcasts I listened to, and I'm glad I did. As a black man, I can relate, and I like how you guys are three representatives of black men. The southern black, Jarrah, their nerdy black, James, and Mix, John. I classify with James. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's hilarious. That's really funny to me. Wow, that was amazing. All right. Um... And here, I'm going to read one more review. This review, wait, I feel like we had a review from another country. Is that true? That's really funny. Yes, this is a this is a fan a fan from London. Uh Lele78. Uh or La or Lala. Oh, sorry, it's L A I. What would you pronounce? How would you pronounce that? L A I. L A I L A I. Lele? 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 Okay. I really enjoy this podcast. I only started listening from February 2017, but I've gone back to the beginning to hear all the old podcasts. I especially like that you look at the broader impact of films being discussed. Keep it up. Aww. Oh, thank yeah. you. Sweetheart. All right. Uh, I think I read the one from Zambia. Yeah. All right. It's so hard to sometimes remember which ones we read. All right, guys. Uh... <laughs> our next week next week we what are we doing next week we don't know yet we don't know we don't know we don't know yet are there any more holiday movies that we, aren't like what else do we well there are I mean there's this Christmas oh yeah true <laughs> is it Friday after next oh Christmas I think movie? I think we will I think we are gonna try to oh, Denzel. review the Denzel movie yes Denzel has a new movie uh, even though it's probably not going to be seen by a lot of people, but you know you should see it, yeah. and we'll try to review. I think that's the only other movie that's yeah. coming out. We wanted to do just in case everyone's thinking we wanted to do Mudhound, Mudbound, Mudbound. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Mudbound. Yeah, but we realized that the black people aren't the leads. So yeah, I mean, like people are like, oh, but they are in like the later half of the movie. But I don't know. We just been burned so many times. <laughs> like yeah. they said, uh, apparently the first forty minutes is all the white family, and then the black family comes in, and then it's more about them. But it's a black director, a woman director. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we should. Try. I mean, we yeah, we'll, we'll figure we, it out. We yeah, should. we'll figure it out. All right. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. That was a headgum podcast.